This movie's a lot like that one guy who tells a lot of racist jokes and then goes, It's cool. I got a lot of black friends. Nah, man. It's not cool. It's not cool. Jamie. Yeah. Let's go watch The Toy. Oh, happy birthday. Welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. It is um, another time in your day or in your listening that you get to hear myself, Jamie Lorello, and my partner in 80s crime, Douglas McCambridge, DP, mm-hmm. talk about um, a movie from the 1980s. It's what we do here. And, and it's not just any movie, Jamie. I mean, this is... Well, not this week. Uh, this is different. This is a special treat. This is your birthday mm-hmm. present. <laughs> it is. It is. This is my... You're, it is a birthday present. It's, it really yeah. is. And this is a... Unless I'm mistaken, this is a pretty big birthday for you, right? This is the big 4 oh, right? Yeah, yeah, those are the numbers you want to put to wow, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was I was thinking like what should I get you for your birthday? But you know what? Having me watch this movie is <laughs> should be it's gift enough. Gift. It's all the gift I need, I tell you that. <laughs> and listening to how I watch this in five to six installments. Which is good, which is you almost kind of took your own commercial breaks, I guess. I think that that's okay. I do sometimes wonder how that interferes with sort of processing a film or taking one in. I know it's, you know, I know it's really difficult to sometimes sit down and be like, oh, it's a three hour movie. I'll just watch this in one chunk. But I always feel like that's a good thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, I always wonder, and especially with this, it's like an hour 35. Like, I should probably not have broken it up into as many pieces as I did. I, I don't know if that interfered with what I got out of this movie. With your overall enjoyment? With your overall enjoyment? Maybe it, maybe um, it enhanced the enjoyment, Jamie. You don't know. I was going to say. We save our thoughts for the end. That's true. So I don't know. I don't know if you're a yay or, or a nayer. But we do know that it's my birthday pick. So I think we know where I'm leaning. A total yay. Like, 100%. (laughs) You're like, and the clan showed up, and I was on board. (laughs) So many Confederate flags in this movie, too. One in the toy store. Why do they have one hanging up in the toy store? I thought it looked to me as though it was a pool float like a like a raft you know one of those rafts you put in your pool oh like because i thought it looked like bumps like you know the 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 tubes that are blown wait you thought the flag was a raft or you thought i thought the flag was a raft now first of all that doesn't make it any better it might make it worse (laughs) (laughs) but even to have a confederate because and the whole movie and please tell me if i'm wrong not until the last Three minutes where uh, Bates and his kid are in the car. 
do we find out that they're in Louisiana? Is that correct? No, he does make some some kind of a... Oh, wait. No, he says something to his son at some point, like, you're going to... It's then when he's like, you're going to own the southern tip of Louisiana or something. I'm like, oh, Oh, yeah. Because the whole time I'm like, where are they? There are Confederate flags (laughs) wall to wall. No, I think there is some other mention maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like maybe there is. And then whenever they're in his office, right, or you hear the sounds of like like, uh, boats, you hear like, did you notice that? So they're along the water somewhere. Yeah, and I was like, well, are they in – because that's the thing that really threw me. Anytime they were in his office, I would see the right. skyline and I'm like, that's a city, but it's not New yeah. York. It's not Chicago. No. Nobody had southern accents. That's so why I didn't – Well, the wife did or the girlfriend, whatever. The really, woman with the breasts. Was that an <laughs> accent? I don't – Kind of you know, I do have to say, she was my favorite part of this movie. She's was hilarious. She? <laughs> she was hilarious. And I loved how anytime she was on screen, she had like her own soundtrack where it just went wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and every single time she would show up, the music would just kick on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really great. She does a lot of um, uh, voiceover work now. A lot of I cartoon characters and like it. Disney yeah. stuff too, like legit movies, like legit animated movies. So oh. I'm glad to hear that she's doing all right. Are you? Okay. She looked <laughs> okay. so much. If they if they um, remade this movie, they should have Anna Faris. Oh, that Anna. I thought the same thing. She looks just like Anna Faris. I thought it was her it mom was or something. I had to look, that's how yeah. I found out she did voice work because I'm like, is this Anna Faris's mom? Yeah, uh huh. She does. She looks a lot like her, and even even the manner, even the way she's she is. It's oh yeah. Although I didn't find out if she was or wasn't, so maybe she is. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Just I don't know. Okay. All right. Okay. Well. Oh, guys, we're talking about the movie The Toy. <laughs> Just in That's case, right. in case you didn't read the name on the podcast that you're listening to, it is 1982's The Toy. This was Jamie's birthday choice. Correct. Richard Pryor, Jackie Gleason, some unknown kid that I've never seen in anything ever again. I was surprised. But he was really good. I assumed he was like a kid that at some point OD'd like on that Dr. Drew show, but he seems pretty normal. yeah. Yeah? Did you look him up? I wanted to, but I hadn't. No, I didn't. I saw his little picture on IMDb, and he looked like a well-adjusted adult. And I went, "Nah, okay. I don't need to click on <laughs> That's this." That's all you this needed. That's all you needed. You're like, "Well, it's not a mugshot, so I guess he's doing <laughs> so, okay." So actually, for all I know, he's dead. And if that's yeah. the case, I apologize. And if it and, was a drug overdose, and I just guessed that, mm, pretty good guess. But no. child star, you, you know. There's a good he does do a great job in it. I I I I have to say. I know you were impressed with them um, with Busty's performance. Oh yes. I th- I think the kid does a pretty good job all things considered. I may or may not have some negative things to say about this movie, but I don't think <laughs> I don't think a whole lot of it had to do with the performances. I really thought pretty much 
everybody was doing a pretty good job. I mean, these all yeah. appear to be professionals. You know, if you're talking mm-hmm. about you know, Ned Beatty and Jackie Gleason oh, and yeah. Richard Pryor, yeah. of course. Um, yeah, I. How about when Ned Beatty's drunk? What is his problem? <laughs> when he's fishing and he's so sad, and then when he brings the one check to his house and he's like, "I took some sleeping pills last <laughs> night." Like, like I don't even. Know I usually just why. take one, but tonight I took two, <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't think you just took two, man. Like you are, you are hammered, <laughs> wasted." And when he's fishing. <laughs> And they just leave him? I'm like, he's suicidal. I would not leave him alone to fish. But, he's in a bad way. He is in a bad way. But we'll have to learn about how he gets to that bad way. It's not easy working for Master Bates. <laughs> <laughs> that joke in the movie never gets old. All right. Oh, really? Wait. I only kind of laughed at it the one time where it was. It only happens the one okay, time, right, really. Okay. But the I, the fact that they all call him "you ass" is the weirdest <laughs> part of this. I'm like, these are people that know him. She is his wife, and she thought his name. What was about you when ass? he corrects him? When he corrects, it's not "you ass." Right. It's "you ass," and she doesn't even like smile like. I knew that. I was just kidding. Like, she thought that was his name. (laughs) Her character is, I mean, she plays a dumb blonde, but it is so over the top. Like, how shocked she is when he's, when Richard Pryor is sitting on his lap and he's like, I love you, daddy. And she's like, you kinky mother or whatever she says. Like, really? Do you think these two are making out or something? <laughs> Lady, come on. All right. So that let's, good, let's okay. get into it because these are all the best parts of the movie we're talking about. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's the toy from 82. It's directed right. by Richard Donner. I, I was surprised that anybody with a name directed this movie. Well, but you have to think of the two leads who are in it, though. You have Richard Pryor. Sure. I don't know what in his career this was. How It's pretty early in his career. And then, not very, but midway, right? I would think. I don't know. Richard Pryor? Yeah, this is this is pretty, I mean, this is, you know, late 70s, early 80s is, that's, he's at the pinnacle he's, of his career, to be honest. And then you've got Jackie Gleason, who's yes. just been this kind of icon of, comedy and variety and whatnot. I understand that. And that's sort of where I, I kind of in a strange way want this film doesn't deserve a documentary, but I kind of totally want one. You want to know. I want to know. Like, what order did this, what order did this happen? Like, was it written first? Then they got a director. Then they got the stars. Did Jackie Gleason and Richard Pryor get, drunk one day and say we got to do a movie let's start reading scripts like i want to know how all of this happened because i can't imagine that any of them richard donner Pryor, jackie gleason read the script and was like yeah i'm definitely part of this you don't think at the time (laughs) i really don't i i can't imagine that richard Pryor did not have better scripts or Better films crossing his desk. I understand he had a drug problem, but that's no excuse All right. All for right. passing on what he may have passed on. But I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. You know what? Who are you? That's why we need the documentary because we need those facts. And again, yeah. uh, this was not a failure of a movie. Like it mm-hmm. made some money. It wasn't 
bad. It wasn't no. embarrassing. It. I'm sure it was nothing that they were not a ashamed total of. Right. Right. So. But just not a shining star. Right. And I think that's the thing we run into with this podcast sometimes is it's really tough to look at this through the 2018 glasses that Modernized, we're wearing right yeah. now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You do have to, like, when you watch a movie like this, you go, holy crap, this would have not have been made, and or at least not in the way that it was. It would have been a very kind of mock, uh, like... Oh, what is that old movie? Pootie Tang? Do you know that movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it would have kind of had that more of a comedy feel instead of this was more like, I remember, grow- I watched this mm-hmm. several times growing up. We had it, I think, on VHS. It was sure. like a family favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But not because we're a racist family. <laughs> It's not. I need to put that disclaimer out there. We're you we're aren't fun... sitting around eating dinner off of your Confederate flag TV trays watching this. No, no. <laughs> I did think it would be cool to have a really cool friend like Richard Pryor, but I, I... of course, because he's Richard Pryor. Yeah, I mean, and he was so fun in this, and and so uh... I wanted him to go through the entire movie in those Spider-Man PJs. <laughs> <laughs> when he's wearing them, oh. all right. And then he gets stuck outside. All so right. let's let's just let's just get into it here. Um, I do. I really love the opening credits. How they're on blocks. All, the, all stuffed the stuffed animals. animals. Yeah, that was really great. I I really enjoyed that. I I always find it fun when you know when they do creative things with credits in movies. But yeah, and it was fun. It was fun. Later on we do see those stuffed animals again. We have a Those things are nice... enormous. That kid they does not huge. have a stuffed animal smaller than five feet tall. They're they're all well his game room is insane. Why does that one and stuffed he... animal pee? Like what I've never even heard of anything like that. I never did. It's like the size of a real dog. Yep. And it's remote control. He's got remote control He's access up in like to a it. Chandelier <laughs> or something making this pee on Richard Pryor. And it could lift its leg and pee. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, whatever. Anyway. Okay. So suddenly after this after the credits we are thrust into a card game between Quite a lively group. Richard Pryor yeah. and the elderly. Like everyone who's playing cards <laughs> with is at least 65. Yeah, it looks like at first then uh, he's at a park really, but at first you're like is he in uh, No, he's right outside of his house. He's like on the front he's like in the front the, yard. Well, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's like when his wife area. shows up with some dude. Who's that dude? Like with the clan watch, you mean? Wait, wait what With are you the talking clan watch about? Van? Who are you talking? Isn't that what she drives? The clan watch van. Oh, uh, didn't you see what van she I drives? You meant there was a literal clan wristwatch in this movie <laughs> that someone no, that's, was wearing. That's... It would not have surprised me. <laughs> no, she's the well. She is part of a clan watch in the community, I guess, to look out for. She is an interesting character. That she is disappeared for 90% of this movie and then seemed to be a huge player at the end. Yeah, it comes back it, firing. Very just, strange. 
She, I don't know though. You're right. I don't. She shows up with some guy. Some guy, and I was like, "Is this her brother?" And then he challenges Richard Pryor to a basketball game, and he seems to be teasing him. And I'm like, "Yeah, is there going to be some weird thing where this guy works with his Tension. wife and he's into yeah. her?" And I, I, no, I think he's a brother or brother-in-law. I, I don't know. I don't but know. This isn't even the best part of this opening. Because when he finds out that they haven't made a payment on the house in a half a year, uh-huh. he has to go talk to his financial advisor, who is the only guy in an aerobics class. <laughs> this is brilliant. This is brilliant. Very random. I loved yeah, it. I, I do have to say, and not, not that when the main thrust of this movie happened, it, it was all bad, but... Wow. From the elderly card game to a weird <laughs> improv basketball game to this aerobics thing, I was like, I could watch this all day. Like, if this and it's, happening, yeah, I, this I, is I, the I, action we have, yeah. It's a fully packed aerobics class, too. It's like 50 people in this class. All of them in, like, your typical 80s, like, workout and gear. everyone a woman. Every single person besides uh-huh. the instructor who is a man. Yep. Except for his financial <laughs> advisor. Who's really just his friend, I think. It's a friend who does his financial. And he busts right into Is the class. He tickling he... him, too, because he's laughing <laughs> as Richard Pryor appears to be tickling him. And and the instructor is yelling, don't touch the students. Don't touch the yeah, students. It's liability or something like that. Yes. Yeah. What about when. So. Yeah, okay. So he's in the middle of class trying to get this advice and they're all trying to work out and he finally tells them you got to get a job. You got to get out. You got to get a job. And the whole class starts chanting, "Get a job. Get out. Get a job. Get yep. out." To the beat of this music, the entire <laughs> class is chanting, "Get out" to Richard Pryor until he leaves. And also, we never see that financial advisor again. Nope, never again. Never again. It's great. It's great. This is, uh, I. Well, then what about, okay, go ahead. ahead. First of all, I had a lot of preconceived notions about this movie. It took a long time for any of what I thought was going to happen to actually happen. And even then, this movie changes, like, turns on a dime from time to time (laughs) where I'm like, are there scenes missing did well, I, like all of a sudden, I, why you're is like, he so wait. angry at this kid? They were just taking a bath together. <laughs> what what happened? Well, and then why is the kid now that now we're 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 writing newspapers and we're <laughs> we're giving them out all know. across I the town about what a bad guy? Hey, you want to make a newspaper? No, that's a stupid idea. Hey, when are we going to make that newspaper you talked about? <laughs> it's like this all happened within thirty seconds. Well, and remember, they only have a week together, right? He's been bought for a week. Like half the time I'm like, this had to be more than a week. And the other <laughs> half of the time I was like, how many hours has he been in this house? Has it even been Now a they're day? going fishing and they're – yeah, what's happening? Oh, my God. All right. So he goes to get a job at a car wash. And again, Richard Pryor riding around this rickety old bike with a big basket <laughs> on the front was just fun <laughs> to watch. And he's got a big adventure on the, but he rides up to this car wash for a job, which there's a line again. There's like a hundred people online for this job. I don't know what kind of pay, if it's benefits for the car wash. I don't know what's happening. 401k. I can only imagine the guys running that car 
watching like, holy shit, what are we going to do here? Do you see that line? We were literally going to hire the first guy in the door. Now we have to now, perform a we job. We have to perform a legitimate interview now. <laughs> I like how he said, what do you think we're all doing here? And he's like, I don't know, lined up for the bus. I'm like, that's too many people to fit on a bus. <laughs> I like how he just pushes him though on from his bike back down the road, and then he has a little adventure he goes on because he's wearing his headphones, but he's riding his bike, and he almost gets hit by a train. He almost gets hit by a bus. He causes a car accident when he stops to pet a dog. And somebody <laughs> out there who has some legit like editing skills, can you cut together this? And Pee-wee's big adventure when he's just driving around and just cut back and forth between the two because that would be an enjoyable, like, 15-minute film we could watch. Just biking, biking with Pryor and Pee-wee. I love when he just drives right in front of that train. Like, not even – it's like he has no – no. it's like he's a horse with blinders on where he can't see to either side. Yeah, he's got headphones on. Cars are beeping at him. He's going across train tracks. And the train is, like, right there. And he's just, like, jiving to whatever he's got going on his head. I love when know. he does stop to pet that dog. And it is the most <laughs> comical car crash explosion <laughs> Oh, man. All right. There's part of this that feels very... Uh, lots of this that feels very three stoogy slap. Anytime there was a sped up camera I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. groaned I was like oh, yeah, oh this is but it worked for the time mm. like when he jumped up onto the uh, the door because of the firecrackers oh and when he had to run if from the, the piranhas the water <laughs> I like how his whole outfit was all eaten up by piranhas after that. It's like Teeny all tiny holes. little holes <laughs> all over his sweater. I love how he was wearing a sweater too. You were in Louisiana <laughs> going fishing in the middle of the day in a sweater. And cutoffs. Didn't he have cutoffs on? No, he had jeans. It was it. jeans. Oh, he did have jeans. He was wearing a cowboy hat. It was a weird ensemble. All right. So so he goes to get a job. He, I guess he sees it in the paper or something. For a cleaning lady. For a cleaning yeah. lady. And it is mm-hmm. very specific that they need a woman. Because mm-hmm. he goes up and he shows up at, I guess he shows up at the newspaper, right? That's where this job is. Right. It sounds like Bates owns a lot of things. Yeah. So I didn't know right? what this was. But anyway, um, he shows up and Ned Beatty is the, the guy who's going to hire him or the guy interviewing right. him. And, and he clearly is like, listen, you are overqualified for this job. I can't hire you. We're here to hire a woman to work like three hours, two days a week or something. It is a very menial, the most part-time yeah. of jobs, it seems. But he needs to get a job not only to pay the mortgage, but also to tell the bank that he's a serious person. He is a writer, um, and he's writing a book, but that's not a job that the bank will recognize if he wants to, I guess. Um, yeah, but he is a writer, a journalist of sorts. Yes. He says he's a writer cause he's writing a book, but then he says he's a journalist. Right. So I don't really know. Um, but he kind of convinces slash threatens Ned Beatty talking about how his wife is very litigious and Ned Beatty's like, right. Oh, that does that mean she sues people? Um, right, right. Okay. So. Smash cut to 
Oh, first of all, he walks into a kitchen and he meets all these maids, I guess. And they're all dressed in these maid get-ups? Yeah, the maid outfits. It's what you wear. He says, I am the new cleaning lady, which then I don't understand why he's serving dinner, but we'll get there. <laughs> they seem to think it's hilarious that he is a cleaning oh, yeah. lady and the lady uh-huh. in charge is like, girls, get him a dress or get him an outfit or whatever she yeah. says. And it is Richard Pryor in a mage dress <laughs> walking into what looks like a boardroom, but it's dinner. I I was I didn't know what was where they were, what was going on. It looks like they're up in his office because again, you've got those windows and that view and the sound yeah. of the the boats or whatever. Um, table's huge. Again, there's at least thirty people here. Uh, he's Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor with, so in the beginning of the movie when he's riding around on a bike and he's unemployed, he has a beard, um, he's told to shave the beard, but he keeps that thick mustache. So he's just, and I remember as a kid seeing this and loving to see this man in this waitress or this housekeeping outfit, I guess. It's very becoming it's on him, actually. fantastic. Like, it yeah. looks great. It does. And nobody... Seems all that nobody really bats an eye. No, nobody cares. No. He gets to serve several people. Finally, gets to Ned Beatty, and he's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! What are you doing? Take that off! Change! <laughs> what are you doing?" <laughs> and then the big boss shows up. This guy, yeah. U.S. Bates, mm-hmm. shows up. He's a big boss. He's Jackie Gleason. Yep. Um, is he wearing a toupee in this movie? Certain times I kept looking. I'm like, is that a rug? I I don't know. I don't know. He's got a pretty decent head. I'm going to say yes. Okay. All right. So he goes to sit at the head of the table. The chair is very far from the table. Yeah. <laughs> and instead of... Scooting. Scooting his chair. And again, this looks like boardroom chairs. You'd assume there's wheels on the bottom of these. <laughs> Let's also say that when everyone is being served... They've got like goblets of soup and <laughs> bowls of liquid, and their even their salad has like giant jars of dressing next to it. And they all just start eating out of this, yep. right? Everyone's just eating, and it's mostly bowls of liquid yeah. that they're eating. And, <laughs> and even like something this... that looks like porridge, but I guess it's mashed potatoes. I'm not sure. And you're right because that's what makes this great. Because Bates grabs the table, this yes. enormous table, which I can't imagine uh-huh. how heavy this thing is. And pulls it toward him, <laughs> spilling stuff. Everybody's yeah. disheveled because, yeah. I don't know, four people aren't even at the table anymore. They're just standing yeah. there with bowls, sitting in their seats, <laughs> looking around like, what the hell's happening? People are shifting, yeah. like trying to yeah. get over one another. Trying to find where they're, that's yeah. my fork. That's my salad. That's my water. Yeah. Yeah. The waitstaff mm-hmm. is it's helping them. Well, the waitstaff isn't really helping them. Richard- no, the waitstaff is kind of watching. Richard Pryor jumps in there and is trying to juggle like is this your salad is this and then he goes i'll fix it and so he pulls the table (laughs) back so that everyone is where they're supposed to be seated and bates is having none of it oh he's upset it's it's pretty great because he looks up and again doesn't visibly seem concerned that there's a man in a dress but a mustache yeah no he points to him ned thinks it's him at first and no it's and he makes him come over and when there's a bunch of times when uh, Richard Pryor gets nervous in this movie and he does this like, oh, but it's, ah, 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 it's pretty hilarious. So he walks over there kind of nervously, right? 
to see kind of what's up. And this is when he, why does he spill? Why does he even try to put anything on his plate? Because he spills something Don't know. on he his. He keeps sh- spilling things. Yeah, it's he's yeah. just a disheveled mess and he spills yeah, stuff. He's all- and I do like how Bates tells him to shave, shave that mustache yes. off. And uh-huh, then he goes, uh-huh. and after you shave, you're fired. Yes, yeah. I did like that line. It was pretty good. Uh-huh. <laughs> after this, I don't understand if they gave him a different job, or is this still part of the cleaning lady's duty <laughs> to duties, now work uh... at this department store? I guess cleaning up after hours? And that's where he, he seems Testing to... Testing out equipment? What is the job of this person? I think he's supposed to be cleaning, I think. Um, and I, I'm, I'm confused, too, because I thought he was just fired completely. But somehow, I guess, hours later, maybe this is the evening after, he manages to pick up some, another shift. Within the Bates, again, Bates is... a pretty big deal and so he must also own a department store or a toy store and and, and my thought my thought originally was that like ned Beatty was like listen you know what he'll forget about this whatever you know we won't put you in a dress anymore you won't have to serve food don't worry about it you're not fired i'll just put you somewhere else but later on ned Beatty is so broken down because he had a fire man that i (laughs) i didn't then i really didn't understand what I guess they just gave him a new job because these cannot I, be the same job. He's a cleaning lady who has to serve dinner. He's, it doesn't make any sense at all. No, no. All right. But it's a big dinner though. Listen, it's a big dinner. Maybe we're not supposed to read this much into this movie. What is the description of the job? Yeah. Is he cleaning? <laughs> is he serving? And again, that was the other thing. I'm like, I thought he was only supposed to work six hours a week. It seems like he's yeah, been there I thought all day. Dunsies. Yeah. So Bates's kid, Bates has a son, this sort of crabby little brat who's dressed in military garb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he shows up and he's walking around through this department store followed yeah. by a group of men who work for his yeah. dad. Yeah. Headed up by, again, Ned Beatty's in this movie probably more than anyone else but Richard Pryor. <laughs> yeah. So Richard Pryor's like, he's playing football with mannequins. Mm-hmm. He's having a good old time in there. He goes into the toy department. He finds yeah. a big hamster wheel type thing. Yeah, like an inflatable, the Wonder Wheels. Huge inflatable okay. hamster wheel. I have I to it. say... I have to say, say it. when Richard Pryor is left to his own devices, uh, I was so fun. I was not into it. You were not? This Wonder Wheel thing was annoying. Are you <laughs> I serious? I really did not like it. I really enjoyed him a little more when he was kind of reined in, when he was okay. interacting with other people. I enjoyed that. But when it's just, let's roll, do your thing, Pryor. I really was not into it. You you didn't enjoy Wonder Wheel? Wonder Wheel? Yeah. I didn't even you know. Even when he's sitting him. around talking to those big stuffed animals, I was like, I don't I don't need any more of this. It went too far. Yeah. It went too far for you. And I normally right. like Richard Pryor. Like I really sure. like his stand up and I don't know a whole lot of films that he was in, but I was surprised as to how much I did not enjoy that uh, part of this movie. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I loved it. But this doesn't matter because Bates' kid is eating this up. Jamie, oh, I understand why you identified with this child. Yeah. 
he loves Richard Pryor's as much as you do. Yeah, it's true. Eric is just want. He's like, I. That's what I want. I want him. I do like. So yeah. So he does announce <clears throat> to this. They, they're kind of watching Richard Pryor in his little show. That it is very does. weird because it's like the kids watching Richard Pryor and the men in suits are kind of like hanging back, like sort of yeah. hiding, like watching this child, like like you would watch an ape in the wild or something like <laughs> like we shouldn't scare him he, we they are a little yeah like they, they're I think afraid for him to him. know that they're there but they have yeah. to be there right he decides it, that he wants that man it's great and they're like what do you want the wonder wheel yeah pack him up the wonder wheel what does he need he says no i want the man i want the black man the conversation and I like that their these debate. guys is great yeah <laughs> i like their debate about it they're like no no you can't you can't well why not because he, you, 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 can't, you can't buy a person. He's a person. Yeah. Well, why not? Because it's, it's against the law. But doesn't my daddy make the laws? Because it's against the law. I like it. It takes them a minute. They go because, because it, it is against the law. The best part about the against the law line is the guy goes, it's against the law. And then he looks at another guy and goes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're mm-hmm. not even sure that you can't own people. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, maybe you can? Can you? I don't know. We're oh. not sure we live in Louisiana. We it is, know, it really. is really great. Yeah, it's and, very fun. <laughs> and of course, Ned Beatty and this other guy, I don't know, some other nameless suit, they approach Richard Pryor with this proposition to basically entertain this kid. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of... he He seems... Very upset that yeah that this would be it offends him it's offensive but I don't quite understand I mean we we very quickly see why it's offensive like we we really do but if somebody approached me for this and they kind of said it the way these guys did I'm like oh I'm just a babysitter for a week I could do that like he seems like I'm not no, no that right. I can't do this and they just keep piling money into his hand oh really yeah uh-huh. yeah and they kind of comes around to the idea right the more money they put into his hand the more and then he's this feels light this is really light and they keep adding more they're doing this mind do this. you well maybe I don't know I'm really you know what I'm kind of considering it now yeah it's, I'm thinking it over fun. a little more yeah. I think I can while they're making this arrangement is when behind him is the float slash Confederate flag, which I think is so it's weird. Weird in the department store. There is one later on at the Bates home, I think, which kind of made more sense again, just as a southern thing. It's in his home office. It's just like you'd have any sort of flag behind your desk. Right. And the Confederate watches that they were all wearing, like come <laughs> the on. Confederate watch. The Klan watch. <laughs> Klan watch, that's it. <laughs> Uh, so they introduce Jack, by the way, Jack is, is Richard Pryor's name when he is, um, when he goes in to be a cleaning lady, he's Jackie Brown, but he is Jack Brown. And when Jack goes to meet, um, Eric, they call him master Bates. Uh, they introduce him as Master Bates. And um, it is funny because Richard Pryor does kind of bust out. Oh, that. yeah, exactly. He's supposed to be nine, right? Is that how old oh, Eric know. is or seven? I don't know. He's between the ages of seven and nine. He can't be any older than Let's that. Let's call you him agree? eight. Okay. <laughs> That's good. 
good. That's good. You know, Look at you. That falls somewhat between <laughs> seven and nine. Let's do it. Let's commit to that eight Look at thing. you. Yeah. I think you're the thinker of the yeah, two. You know, I, that's math he, I can do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> We get a, we yeah. get a very quick scene. Every now and then we get a scene that Eric and his father Bates um, they just they just aren't connecting. You know, his father's yeah. like, "Hey, you know what? We could go to Six Flags. Well, not me and you, but somebody else could take you." Yeah, and- exactly. Somebody will take you. Well, it's clear. So Eric must live. Well, no, he must be at a boarding school. I think is the deal. It's a military maybe. school. Yeah, military school. Yeah. And he's that's only true. there that's why for dress like that. <laughs> I don't think a that's like a fashion choice. <laughs> he's rich. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Maybe As a kid, I honestly didn't know. I was like, that must be what rich kids wear. His dad's wearing like Hugh Hefner at one point, and he's got like a and he has like a, and a like a ship's captain's hat <laughs> at the end of this, and I'm like, yeah, he really is. Like Hugh Hefner wears stuff like that, or did he's dead now? But <laughs> yeah. There aren't too many people to keep track of in this house. I would assume that it, yeah. it requires a huge staff of people, but not really. There's um, the wait staff who we already met, who he worked with. There is the, the uh, butler. butler. I love the constantly <laughs> drinking butler. He's really great. Who just mumbles to himself even later on when they interview him for the newspaper article. He's like, oh, this is 1978. And he does. He always serves everyone a drink but he's got his own martini on his and tray and that kid when the butler is just rambling on and on out in the driveway that kid is cracking up like that kid <laughs> is loving this old man this dotty old man who doesn't seem to know what's going on but he's really great and we find out later that Bates won him in a pool game <laughs> oh what his his previous i guess employer bet him in a pool game put him up and then Bates won him so that's how he's there and then there's this weird german nanny tutor she makes She's him weird. eat she is a she draws baths for him and then she comes on to richard pryor oh, <laughs> i in these random moments, there were some too. missed opportunities. One big missed opportunity in this film, and and I can't imagine that nobody thought of this, is when they're uh-huh. interviewing everybody for this newspaper. Uh-huh. That is the perfect time to have even more crazy sexual advances. Like when he's <laughs> trying to interview her, that's but they never interviewed her. Like that would have been a great scene. That I oh yeah, they didn't because every time, like when she's crawling all over him on the bed, and then the kid comes and she kicks him out, and she's like, "How dare you? I can't believe you. You're gross." What about when she make? Uh, yeah, when she draws the bath for Eric, and she's uh-huh. like, "I'll draw a bath for you too." Yeah, later Jackie. comes to my room, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll see you in your room later." Yeah, he's like, I'll see you in, he says something like 50 years or something. She's like, that is too long. (laughs) He is literally delivered to this child as a gift, like wrapped up. Like the kid jokingly does say something like, wrap him up. Wrap him up. Yeah, yeah. And Uh they do. They wrap this man up with packing peanuts and a bow. Yep, yep. And everybody's shocked because, um... Does Bates come in? I think Bates comes in at this time, right? Along with the German woman? Well, the the package has arrived, and he runs to go open it, but he hasn't finished his dinner or finished his greens or something. Something. So the German runs after him, and he's so excited. He's, get me a hammer. i got to open it. And 
Richard Pryor talks from inside right. the box yeah. and is like, help me, get me out of here. And the the German lady screams and then Bates comes in because he's like, what's going on here? And for they don't let Richard Pryor, they don't let Jackie out of the box right away. They talk to him. He's like, who, who are you? It's really weird. Yeah, it yeah. takes a while. And I get it because nobody else in this household knows what's happening. Right, right. Nobody knows why there's a man in a box in this boy's room. And he, well, now it, it, is, just, it is explained. He saw him in the store. He yes. wanted him. And then, yeah, he finally uses the hammer, kind of gets the box open. The packing peanuts fall out, and Richard Pryor's, like, been just kind of snugged yes. up in there, um, knees to chest. And mm-hmm. he's off to a bad start. He's already like, I don't know that I want to do this. I didn't know I wanted to do it in the beginning, and now I just had to spend some time in a box, and I'm not sure I'm so into this, right? Well, yeah, he's off to a bad start. And also, very quickly, what I really liked about this movie is that immediately like first of all his kid throws firecrackers at him and he like jumps on the door to get oh away. yeah, He's like, oh, yeah. Man, this is terrible i shouldn't what is happening right now and immediately like i thought it was going to take a while like we just saw a confederate flag in a toy store and oh, i right. thought it would be a while but he calls out Bates for being racist immediately because he's like you don't even hire black people at your newspaper and, oh yeah yeah like, that's immediately right. just goes right there and that's when Bates mm-hmm. takes him into his office to kind of then pay him to watch his kid. Right. And this is the first time we see that Bates is really into dominoes for some reason. It's it's an ongoing joke. It is a hilarious joke. Hilarious. <laughs> Every they, time they... I saw them, I'm like... When is Richard Pryor? They're going down. Well, as soon as you see them, there's this right, elaborate, yeah. elaborate display of of dominoes, mm-hmm. which is a weird hobby to be into if you're. And it's it's on display, and Richard Pryor notices it, and you know that, of course, it's going to be. There's a point. I like they do try to smoke a cigar Bates together. Even says something like, "It took me a month and a half to set." Yeah, yeah. Up. And then, yeah. like two days later, they're set up again. Like what? Who? <laughs> What? Really? I don't know. Uh, oh, I love when they smoke a cigar together. It, it's really great because... Richard Pryor has no idea what he's doing, apparently. And I love it how he has to ash and he's looking on the desk and he sees like an animal skull <laughs> and he ashes into it. And then he tells him it's not that one. It's this, right. which is the same animal skull. It looks it's, like bookends. Right. Yes. But he says that one's the ashtray, you ass. They they bargain they for negotiate, a little while. Yeah, negotiate, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm, uh, he finally, yeah. he's always going higher and Bates is always going lower. And, you know, I think he gets him to three grand, but then he knocks over the dominoes. He's like, you know what? 2,500 sounds great. Yeah, exactly. That's, that'll work. That'll work. <laughs> he, now right away, U.S. decides that he's going to tell his girlfriend, wife, whoever that blonde girl is. Fancy. He needs to Fancy. tell her. Her name is Fancy. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Not Nancy. I thought it was Yancy. But so did I. So did I. And then but I looked fancy? on IMDb and I'm like, fancy? Okay. <laughs> As in awesome. the cat food fancy feast. All right, fine. What is this contraption she is in? She's what is on this? Some exercise machine. I think this was something that was big in the eighties where it would flip them upside down and supposedly good for their skin. And didn't we see it in another movie? Yeah, you're like strapped into a table like like the the monster from Frankenstein. Right. But it can spin okay. all the way around. Yes. Yes. 
And it shakes. This one shakes. Yeah, why does it shake? I, I mean, think it just shakes so we can so see the, her boobies. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's for the, that effect. Because her boobs... Her boobs are always hanging out. Yeah. Oh my god. She... I'm surprised we don't ever see nipple, except maybe she doesn't have any. But or maybe they're very tiny. But through most of this movie, she seems to be dressed like a genie. Like she <laughs> see like she's got like everything is see through except she's kind <laughs> of wearing a bikini, but it's a full outfit. <laughs> I know. It's but really then it's strange. all open in the chest area. It's all open. Right. It's it's really crazy. <laughs> Well, so she's on this crazy machine, and he he wants her to, to not get scared when he see she sees a black man at the house. So she wants him to know that he's bought this black man for his child to play with. And she was like, "Oh, is that what we're calling it nowadays, or something like that?" She makes some kind of oh, she says, "I didn't even know we sold them." Oh yeah, what <laughs> is? I did not think she could possibly be this stupid, but she is she's start to finish. She's pretty dumb. Um, in the meantime... And again, as she leaves this scene... Wah, 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 oh, yeah. Wah, she shakes wah, her... Wah, wah. <laughs> right. My God. She shakes her tush out. Right. She's all, see you later. Mm-hmm. Jack calls his wife right away, I guess, to tell him, without even trying to start work, to tell her, you know, I'm, I'm, I got the job and you never guess how much money they're paying me. And the whole time he's on the phone, uh, Eric is running around him going, come on, play with me. What are you doing? Get off the phone. Get off the phone. Come on, play with me. What are you doing? Get off the phone. Get off the phone. <laughs> and I'm, I'm watching this kid chase him around and he grabs the phone from him and he's pulling on it. So all he has is the receiver and the cord. And I'm like. Can that kid just push down a little? Yeah, and just hang up. up. He never does, though. He lets him finish the call. <laughs> lets him finish but... the call before they get in a car and drive around the house and go down the steps and everything. <laughs> yes. And I love it. They go down the steps. The butler's there. They run into a cart full of food, and the butler's like, "Yep, oh, that was your dinner, Jack." <laughs> He's like, "That's my dinner," and the kid's like, "Give him a ticket." Go, go, here. Go, yeah, now it becomes a game. He puts a little hat on him. He's like, give the butler a ticket. And he has to walk over. And this is where my notes I wrote, is that butler constantly drinking? (laughs) (laughs) The the butler's constantly half-lit. Oh, throughout this movie, it's just martini after martini. And doesn't he try... Is this when it is martini after martini he downs? Is this when so Pryor looks at him and is like, "This kid's kind of a shit," and he's like, "Yeah, I know." (laughs) (laughs) Well, where should we put? And so, so it's this game, and he's got to give a ticket to the butler. But but Richard Pryor is so mad, and he got so freaked out when they took the the car down the stairs he's not that kind of a daredevil even though he rides a bike with headphones and misses near death experiences um he's angry so i think after his little side comments with with the drunken butler he he scoops eric up and decides he's going to put him in jail and he's like do you know where the jail is and the butler shows him to like a hall closet like just the closet yeah and he puts this kid and the kid (laughs) panicked like it is Sheer panic and yeah. terror in this. Well, I don't kid's think screams. anything's ever done anything to the kid that no. he didn't. You know, no, 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 no. Of course, the thing I kept thinking is, I think that Butler was probably the one 
who this kid had to play with before Richard. Yes, I know. I think he even makes mention of yeah, that. Like, this oh. butler... And even when he's looking for costumes, I think he's like, yeah. well, I have one that used to fit whatever the butler's name is. Yeah. Barney, I like, think, or Blarney. Costumes? Because he even says, like, I ordered this for the butler. I'm like, you're ordering costumes yeah. for the butler? Because they were buddies. They were buddies. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. But with all of Eric's screaming, hysterics, mm-hmm. um, U.S. is alerted yes. and kind of comes storming in like, what's going on? Where's Eric? And grabs Eric out of the closet. And um, this is the first time of many times where this movie teases you that it's going to turn into a movie where these two are best friends, but it quickly oh, goes the opposite direction. They have a love-hate. They have a love-hate. Because Richard Pryor sees that this kid just doesn't... He doesn't have a friend, and they talk about that the whole... Th- like, the whole movie, it's like, so you don't have sweet. friends, you don't have friends, you don't have friends, you don't know what friends are, you can't buy your friends, blah, 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 blah. But the whole thing is he does not have a father. And this is when Richard Pryor sees that. Like, because the kid's like, right. it's... I just... We were just playing. It wasn't his fault. Like, the kid could have yeah. ratted him out and gotten him fired right. or something like that. But mm-hmm. he didn't. Right. So he sees that this kid is good. And, again, this happens several times. But after Richard Pryor fights with a robot and gets punched in the crotch. Oh, yeah. The kid becomes a shit again. And- well, they play air hockey or ghetto hockey. As uh, right. Richard Pryor calls, they yes. play air hockey, and and I think the deal is like every time Eric scores a point, he has to stay another year. This he has to come back the next day year. A year. But yes. I was like, kids, you're not gonna want this guy around when like in six years. Like if you, I don't know how many points they were gonna play to, but Listen, hey, how how far. How far down the road are eight-year-olds thinking? He doesn't. He doesn't. True. Know. You're he right. He just You're wants right. a friend, Jamie. He, when he wants him around. And the kid tricks him. The kid scores two goals very quickly because Richard Pryor is mm-hmm. not paying attention. Right. And, of course, once Richard Pryor scores a goal, the kid's like, eh, I quit. I don't mm-hmm. want to do this mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Meh. And then it's bath time. Oh, it's stubby time, all right. It's time for your bath. I can't really do a good German. No, that's pretty accurate, that's actually. Pretty good. That's kind of on point with this woman. Eric, it's time for your bath. And he does have an amazing little, um, it's kind of a captain's boat-themed bathroom. A great, mm-hmm. he has three mirrors above three sinks. <laughs> that's wonderful. And she loads that tubby up with bubbles. It is oh. ready. <laughs> That tub mm-hmm. is half bubbles. Mm-hmm. And she even says, you are too big to bathe with another <laughs> naked man. Yeah, she does tell him that. Because he's like, I want to take a bath with Jack. And of course, then Richard Pryor's like, eh, you can't bathe with a naked man. And he jumps in with his clothes on. The kitchen. Oh, they are having a ball. It's a good time. And then it like dissolves it. Like it just... It's like we're watching another movie the next day, I guess, when he's in his Spider-Man. Like the PJs. day after and we yeah. don't really get what happened uh, yet. Because then he's like, why are you such a creep? I hate you. I hate this place. Why are you terrorizing me all the time? And I'm like, and I know I make fun of these sometimes in movies, but boy, I could have used a montage. I could have used you needed a it. montage you need a little of this friend. kid yeah. mm-hmm. torturing Richard Pryor. Yeah, just a bunch of buckets of. Like oatmeal on his head. I really could because the next day 
This is when Richard Pryor is just sitting amongst a bunch of giant stuffed animals talking to them about how he's going to oh, replace yeah. them. There's going to yeah. be me now. They're going to be selling wind-up dolls of me. Mm-hmm. You guys are being replaced. And yeah. a remote-controlled dog pisses all over him. Yeah, yeah that's so weird. So <laughs> weird. Yeah, they somehow, as he's watching the speech go down, Eric can remote-control yeah. the dog to piss on him. Weird, weird. But this is also where they are wearing their matching Spider-Man PJs. Yeah, I, I'm I'm so... This is the part of the movie where I was like, I think I'm missing something. I think... Because Richard Pryor's had enough. A dog pees on him. He gets like oatmeal slash vomit. I don't know what that stuff is. Dumped on his head. I know. It's head. weird stuff getting it's dumped gross. on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes downstairs. Bates is hosting a party. Well, I think it's her idea. It's her party maybe. it's He's hosting it for sure. But I want to say it's her friends or something. Yeah. She intercepts them. Fancy. I mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> intercepts Richard Pryor and he's like, I gotta go to the laundry room. He's standing there in Spider-Man pajamas and big white socks pulled up so high. <laughs> and she's like, oh, the laundry room. Come with me. And she takes him into the dining room where all these fancy people are eating This dinner. is a weird move by it her. It is very weird. Yeah. He just wants to get his clothes back from the la- from the laundry so he could get dressed and go home because he's done. This is demeaning and now he's in Spider-Man PJs and he just wants to leave. And she takes him in the Spider-Man PJs and introduces him to the party. As the black man that they purchased to play with this child, which the whole time I love it, Bates is like, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, don't. Yeah, yeah, just, don't. Uh-uh, don't. Well, he grabs her by the elbow. Then yes. he gets angry with her. Uh-huh. And now uh, he's totally embarrassed. Jack is now not only frustrated with the kid, now he's completely embarrassed by the fact that, oh, so now I'm just this black guy that you bought to entertain your kid kind of thing. But he um, knows that that's the deal. Like, that's yeah, well, what I... Well, but I guess being announced in it and your Spider-Man PJs is... Because that's the, ki- that's the weird thing is that the kid's like, you embarrassed him. I can't believe you embarrassed him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, you dumped oatmeal on his face and made a dog pee on him. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think it's just Fancy's fault. She's it's stupid. Not... She's an idiot. It's... We know that. It's not just Fancy's fault. <laughs> can't just blame it all on fancy she don't know no better oh but the kid kind of makes amends with him for a second right uh and says i'll help you You, i know you just want to leave so don't go out the front door there's too many people they'll all see you in your pajamas you should go out the side door and as richard Pryor's leaving he kisses the kid on the head he's like thanks see i knew you were a good kid we're thank you why he trusts him, I don't know. I don't because know. Because as soon as he's out the door, an alarm goes off. Yeah. Um, so now people – and there's a bunch of people on the front lawn anyway. There's a bunch of – I think he's trying to be wrangled by a bunch of limo drivers. Like these yeah, guys yeah, are going to be limo drivers. They're like, get him. Let's get him. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's a guy. In- because he's obviously dangerous. He's in Spider-Man PJs and socks. <laughs> I really thought the cops were going to show up. Like, I thought that's where this was going. Like, well, the they alarm would think is he's loud. breaking into the house. Like, I thought that was what was. Hey, that happens later, kind of. But it doesn't oh, happen. Oh, yeah, but that's point. for the newspaper plays. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't happen here. And then Eric is having so much fun. So the alarm's going off. Uh, Bates blames it on short, short 
wires or circuit problems in the home. Right. And then Eric decides to also, and, and they're just trying to enjoy their dinner party. Yeah. Um, Amongst and Eric just dis- blaring sirens. <laughs> they're like, well, we'll just, it's fine. It'll yeah. go off eventually. I love how he's like, we'll just wait this out. It'll be, it'll be fine. I'm like, I'm sure it's just a, a short play a keypad that your butler can just you press. You push in. Yes. And so it's not so blaring. It is. It's like yeah. a fire drill alarm going off. Um, then Eric decides to also put on the uh, sprinklers that are in the dining room. So now it's like pouring rain and all over. Again, they're just eating bowls of soup and bowls and cups of things. Um, you asked, like, a cigarette? I um, like how you're looking at me like, people don't eat stuff out of bowls and cups, right? <laughs> well, That's weird. It's all they eat. I know. It's the only thing they eat. I love at the end of this movie when they're apparently serving a punch bowl full of mud to people. <laughs> What is that? What is that 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 guy falls into? I was like, that's just mud. (laughs) Again, maybe in the budget they did, they were like, whatever, food can just be white blobs (laughs) or brown blobs or liquid. That's all we need for food. We don't need to get fancy with carrots and chicken and steaks and shit. Um, So... He goes back home now. Mr. Brown is right. back home. And he he's just kind of over it. And now this is when Ned comes Ned back. Ned Beatty shows back up. Like, Richard Pryor is trying to sort of make time with his lady. You know, he hasn't, oh, yeah, he hasn't yeah. been home in at least a day and a half, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think it's been oh. like, yeah, I think it's been maybe a total of 37 hours. In one day, he showed up for that job at the car wash. He got a job as a cleaning lady. He waited tables. He then worked at the store. He was bought by this kid. Did they drive the car down this? Like, is this all one day? Because I gonna... kind of get why you would want out the next day. It's a lot. It's a lot. But Ned Vady shows up with an envelope mm-hmm. full of $10,000. Well, it's a check. And it's not even full of the money. And, right. And even Richard Pryor's <laughs> wife is like, ten grand, we can buy this house. This is Yeah, the exactly. Thing. This is, yeah, just do it. It's a week. And Ned Beatty's great. And he's all tipsy. And Richard Pryor invites him in as, as they're walking I love- away. I love this line uh-huh. when Richard Pryor goes, me and my wife, we're about to make love. You can join in. <laughs> he's so excited. $10,000? So he's like, if you want to join for $10,000, come on. We never find out if he does. Maybe that's part of the depression that he's in, why he's so... Sad later on when we see him. He does return, but again, he still has a very short fuse, even with this substantial raise. Well, he gets like soggy cereal slash vomit slash oatmeal dumped on him immediately. Like he has just returned. It's part of the, it's part of the, this kid's running gag, though. You should oh. half expect it at this point. Um, yeah, it's the second time in about 12 hours that this has like, happened uh, to him. This is the. Uh, so, but he does get meals, right? He gets meals. He gets meals. He's excited about his little breakfast. Oh, such a fancy, in. such a big fancy tray. Oh, and yeah. Everything's got it's the... like being at a hotel. Oh, my God. Yeah. Lovely. It's like room service. So he gets it rolled into him. I think he says to the the uh, butler, like, have you seen the little shit today right. or the little brat today? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, 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 Yeah, he's all he drunk and slurring yeah. his words. You never know what this guy's saying throughout no. this movie. But P.S. Eric is under the cart. Yep. 
And as oh. Richard is so excited to get ready to dig into his breakfast and like, life is good. I'm $10,000 richer and I get this sweet breakfast. The kid pulls the tablecloth out. The food spills everywhere. Mm-hmm. And Richard freaks out. He grabs the kid and goes to spank him over his knee. Yeah. What is that? This was a weird upsetting scene. And he's like, don't spank me. Don't spank me. Please don't yeah. spank me, Jack. And it didn't help that they're like sitting inside of a giant catcher's mitt. <laughs> a oh, giant yeah. baseball glove. And he's going to spank this kid. And this kid is, again, like he was throwing the closet. Like he is losing his mind that he might get spanked. I know. But like Richard Pryor is like, I'm not going to hit you. I wasn't going to hit you. Yeah, he (laughs) realizes like, I I can't do this. But we are going to have a heart-to-heart. And this is when they have the heart-to-heart. It is a weird. Every time he and this kid have a heart-to-heart, it is weird too. Because they're having a heart-to-heart. The kid's like, hey, you want to go see my train set? Come on, let's go. He's like, (laughs) what? Were you even listening to me? Yeah, yeah. That's not. You ask someone if they want to go. You don't tell them, yeah. And I do. I love it when he's like, well. Do you want to go see my train set? And Richard Pryor goes, no. <laughs> but then they have a great <laughs> laugh about it. They like hug and they're like, oh man, this is the best. This train set's crazy too. There's an active volcano and fire? <laughs> what? And then later, after he crashes the trains, because he's like, check this out. Yeah. And they're talking about this newspaper. It's like raining behind them on this train set. It's a it's a magical train it, set. It's crazy. But what's crazier is that Richard Pryor wants to start a newspaper with this child. Well, I think he wants to. Is this just like, is, okay. I think we have to talk about this for a minute because I don't know clarity. how to read this. Okay. Do you believe that Richard Pryor is doing this simply because he figures it's something that he'll enjoy that he can do with this kid? Yes. Okay. Okay. And he even makes mention, uh, he has some sort of, when they're having dinner, there's one point where he's having dinner with Fancy and U.S. and Eric's there and Jack gets to be there for the dinner. And Jack says something like, yeah, we have this new thing we're playing. It's called newspaper. Right. And he's got – because the kid has access to, like, this great camera and something else. And I think uh, Jack says, like, he's got all this cool stuff and I figure might as well teach him about it and put it to use. And U.S. is like, oh, actually, okay, I like that idea. He's going to kind of learn about the business. and I – understand that he says that yeah but i didn't know if this was some grand scheme for not Richard by him Breyer to show bates that he can work at a newspaper and hopefully oh, get a job that way you know what i mean like yeah, yeah i yeah. wasn't sure because he seems like come on kid let's make this newspaper it'll be great and we know what ends up happening in this movie where i was like was this his plan the whole time? Was this the it idea? Ill conceived. Yeah. No, I think that it was like a game. Like you said, it was like, well, if I, I I'm interested in this, let's play this. You okay. know. All right. And then I think I don't know how the turn happens where the kid is like, yeah, let's play newspaper oh. and we'll take apart my dad and we'll get everybody to say the bad things about him because he's. It's a- almost like they didn't like they messed up the order of the movie. Yeah. And he was like, let's do a newspaper. The kid goes, no. You know what we have to do? No, we forgot to do in this movie. Let's go fishing. Because then it's right after fishing that he's like, hey, you know that newspaper idea? That sounds great. I'm like, this doesn't seem to be in the right order. Oh, but, okay. But here's what, but, okay. 
So they decide that they're going to play newspaper, but they really don't play it. They play with trains, and then they go fishing. And we talked about that, their fishing adventure, where he goes into why the are lake. They, why, how are there piranhas in this lake? Like He says that my dad put – there was too many other people coming to the lake or something. So the dad <laughs> yes. put piranhas in it to like, stop people from coming. Did your dad murder people? Did, no, but a like, local cow got in there like and died. Teens were swimming in his lake, so he put piranhas in there. <laughs> And, and I, he doesn't believe and I him at first. I assume that Ned Beatty is fishing for piranhas. I guess he's off on the corner in the banks, just like fishing. But he that's yells what... at them, like, "Shut up! Quiet down over there!" <laughs> and, and then you go over, and it's just sad, drunk Ned Beatty. And I'm like, "Why was why was he upset about the noise?" Because <laughs> they're scaring away the piranhas. I guess I don't know. Um, but that's what sets the kid off. So after they get attacked by, or Jack gets attacked by piranhas and there's holes in his shirt. Right. And they get yelled at by Ned Beatty. Then they go over to Ned Beatty. Ned is so upset and distraught because he had to fire someone. Because you asked me to fire someone that was a friend of his. And then it's wait, like it wait. clicks in Eric's head. Why did he have to huh? fire this man? Do you remember why he had to fire this guy? Oh, because he had sweaty hands. <laughs> He shook U.S.'s hands, and he had sweaty hands, so he had to fire him. I love that. Well, and I think at that point, um, Eric is holding – Richard Pryor holds Jack's hand mm-hmm. to see if his hands are sweaty, like yep. he's holding his – and again, I think that he's, like, becoming sensitive to the sure. fact that, oh, my dad's kind of a dick, and that's what is like, okay, yeah, you want to play newspaper? Let's play newspaper and expose my dad for what – a jerk he can be. Yeah, it's really um, weird that the kid's like, yeah, let's write an expose on how my dad's a big turd. Like, I was like, that's your newspaper? What else is really weird is that one of the other things this kid likes to do for fun, besides fishing, swimming in a piranha lake and um, playing with that weird train set, is walking on stilts. Oh, yes. Let's <laughs> please talk about this. Because first of all, this is the learning to ride a bike moment in this movie. <laughs> But they were like, you know, this kid's too old. He probably already knows how to ride a bike. What do we do? Let's put him on big metal pipes and we'll call them stilts. These aren't even stilts. And they're just in the giant front lawn. Like I love how he's walking. It's like clang, clang. <laughs> and he loves it. This kid loves it. And it's a weird thing, too, because I'm like, did I miss a stilt scene earlier where he talked about how he didn't know how to well, walk? Again, what does this have to do with playing the newspaper game or even like the kids get this room full of amazing expensive toys and they're walking outside on stilts. It's again only a scene so that we can watch Bates, watch oh, yeah. his child bond with this kid, but that does not change anything in him. You know, it's it's like one of those scenes where you – you would assume that in any other movie, Bates would like start to be like, "Oh, I, I should really spend time more time with my kid." Like that's yeah, the next never scene. It should in. be cut to he and Fancy, and he's like, "You know what? I should really take some more time." No, it doesn't he cut to that. He never fancy. learns his lesson through this movie. I am still convinced at the end that he is a terrible, terrible person <laughs> and father. Well, what about – okay, so wait. We didn't talk about this at all. Yancey or Fancy makes reference to um, – <clears throat> they talk several times about the place in Colorado 
Oh yeah. Where I think um, it was a strip club, where right? Bates is, <laughs> we, well, no, there's another place they talk about where someone else is. Oh, where where I, number two, number two, yes, his second wife. Which then I was like, is this kid? Is that his mom that they're talking about in a loony bin in Colorado? Yeah. Or is he like the kid of the first wife? I really wanted to know where this kid's mother was throughout this film because apparently through the entire year, he spends one week with his dad. Yeah. Just the one. Yeah. 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 And the mom, I think if the mom is number two, yes, she's in a loony bin, which Fancy makes reference going like, maybe I'm going to get sent to Colorado soon, too. I don't know. She says something about it, too. Oh, she has a wonderful story about how they met. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, wait, that's when they decide to, oh, wait a minute. We have to talk about this. Do we have to talk about when they're talking about sex on a hilltop? By a monument? It appears to be near a monument because I was like, they walk up this hill and there's a cannon and a, <laughs> and a plaque on a rock. And I'm like, are we going to learn history about, again, at this point, I'm like, wherever they are. Right, right. But they sit on a cannon and talk about sex. And Richard Pryor is joking through the, this kid <laughs> has to tell Richard Pryor to shut up and take things seriously. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, this is why I wanted to clarify his age because he is eight, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little young. It's a little little young. young. Well, he asked him, I think as Eric says, you have a girlfriend. Do you mate a lot? Yeah. And do you go to bed naked? I love how Richard Pryor's like, mate? What are you talking about? (laughs) And the the child has to say, you know, you go to bed naked. And finally, Richard Pryor understands what he's saying. (laughs) Oh, this is, by the way, isn't Richard Pryor in his workout outfit in this Oh, scene? the short this shorts? where he's got the short shorts and the kind of crappie top. Okay, yeah. By the way, again, great legs. Great legs you on Richard Pryor. You are so into legs. I never I mean, knew this about you. I didn't either. Wow. I didn't know either. This scene also, after they do talk about sex for a little bit, the kid gets on his shoulders and they make Richard Pryor walk down the <laughs> steepest hill ever with a child. I was, yeah. I was oddly concerned for this child. Like That's a kid's you can not- tell he's uncomfortable trying to walk down this like seventy degree angle hill. It's like we'll work it out. It's fine. It's all good. The kid just walked on stilts. You got this. Oh. It's, but it it brings them even closer. It brings them even closer. They decide to conduct interviews with the staff. And write an expose mm-hmm. on the father. This is going to be their paper. It's going to be fun. And, and like you yeah. said, something that he'll enjoy a little bit while he has to spend time with this kid that he doesn't right. really like. Well, he's kind of, guess, starting to like him because they start to kind of care for each other right. now. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is when they then decide the first, they have the dinner with Bates and, and mm-hmm. Fancy, and they're going to kind of practice their interview skills, and they're going to do their first interview with U.S. and Fancy. Mm-hmm. And so they ask how they met. They were propellers. <laughs> how did you not know? It was an aviation-themed restaurant. So she wore, she had an outfit on. Yeah. I guess that she wore that had propellers. I kind of want to see this outfit for a waitress. (laughs) I I don't understand. I really don't understand. And then I didn't understand why Bates 
didn't seem to realize that they're propellers. He still seemed confused after she yeah, was like, yeah, you didn't was. know that they were propellers? And he's like, <laughs> what? I Propellers? And also, why does she have a southern accent? She's from Colorado. The only person who's from the southern accent is from Colorado. She tells, they do tell a loving story. Mm-hmm. Well, no, actually, doesn't he snap at her? Like, you don't even know how to tell a story. Because she tries yeah, to tell Yeah, but it's totally after she tells a story. Because it's not like he jumps in and, and yeah. really tells the story. Like, she... No. Or maybe I forgot his version because it wasn't as great as hers. Yeah, no. Well, basically, it's that the, they met and he basically whisked her away and then right. gave her literally the new boobs. Well... The new hair. Yep. Well, whisked her away. What I loved about the story is, and Bates did kind of take the story away from her. Because when he tells the story, he really does say, you know, there was this, uh, there was this bar and right next to it, there was a motel. And he like looks at Richard Pryor like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So then after this dinner for whatever reason, they sneak into Bates' office to take pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the kid tells Richard Pryor to turn on the lights, and he's sitting at Bates' desk, which also behind the desk has a giant portrait of oh. fancy, like, lounging, like, just laying across like, uh-huh. a Shay's lounge or something. Uh-huh. And the kid's like, oh, oh, hit that button on the desk. And when he does it, somehow in this painting, the clothes are removed. <laughs> Well, the fancy. same music that follows fancy comes <laughs> yes. on, too. And the kid's taking pictures of Richard Pryor sitting at his dad's desk with a naked picture of his wife behind it. It's pretty funny. Uh-huh. And then Richard finally gets turns and looks at it, and he's like, your dad, I think he says, like, your dad is weird. <laughs> yeah, he really does. <laughs> Yes. That's yeah. I don't know why they take the pictures in the office, but they do. Then uh-huh. they go on to. I guess they go to the kitchen lady's home. Rita, the one like lead. What leader. is happening? In this scene? <laughs> what are these? Why are these kids stuffing envelopes? They're helping Rita. She's Rita is one of the. She's the head housekeeper, I guess. Okay, right? sure. And uh, oh, you know what? I'll bet they're stuffing envelopes invitations to the party at the end of the movie oh look at come you. on people you should together. tell us something like why should i have to figure this out hours after i saw it <laughs> i don't Just know a... i was so engaged i'm like what are these all her children that's a lot of kids they're at a <laughs> table for some reason yeah, oh they're they putting were. things in envelopes this yeah. <laughs> what's the busyness what's happening here it's wonderful because this is when we find out that Bates won the butler in a pool game. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really all they do. Those are the only two people we really see them interview after yeah, that, it's the only two we after see, that yeah. fun dinner. And the kid so, – so they make their they make their paper and it's this big paste up and, and everything like that, which is fun. And the kid's like, hey, we should print this for real. Yeah. My dad owns a printing press. We should go mm-hmm. there and print it up and we can distribute it. And yeah, the Bates kid gets is crazy. on board with this? No, not Bates, but Jack. Yeah, Jack's like, yeah. Jack's like, that sounds like a well, great idea. My he thought is, goes, this is a great way to not get your 10 grand. Man. Yeah, exactly. You're going to ruin. And it's not just that they're going to print out one paper to be like, oh, look, we wrote a little, we made a paper. This is our little memento of our time, our week together. No, they're printing out like 
thousands of copies. When they are distributing these, I was so concerned for Richard Pryor. (laughs) I was more concerned for him than his character seemed to be. Uh, Yeah, his character was just like, well, this is it. This is the truth. It needs to go out there. How about... uh, when they're breaking into uh, this paper, I like it because, you know, Richard Pryor's like trying to break in. He's got like a crowbar and yeah. he's like, hey, have you ever have you ever done this before? Have you ever committed a crime or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the kid finally is like, oh, I have the key here, which yeah. is funny. And we see a guy walk by in what looks like a Make America Great Again red hat. <laughs> <laughs> and he eventually is the one that calls the cops yeah. that they're breaking into this newspaper. Well, they, they definitely look a little shifty shady and they lean against the door and they're like, hi, hi, sir. <laughs> hi, good evening, sir. Hello, good evening. And the guy is obviously alerted to this mm-hmm. suspicious activity. And yeah, with the cops, they do come. They do arrest. So right? confused. He, he gets so arrested. So confused by this. Yes. He's but, arrested and thrown in jail? But the kid... Yes, please explain this to me. And the kid has brought his fireworks with him, right? Sure, because why not? And he uses them to free? Like he sets them off and the police... I love how he just sneaks over and turns off the lights of the entire police station. And who is the the man that helps him? The man that... What is that? What is that guy? I think he was maybe sharing the cell. What the hell? Jack? I don't know. Like, I expected him to take off his hat and his glasses and, like, a fake mustache (laughs) and a trench coat. It is a person we never see again. (laughs) I, I... And the cell doors just open. He just walks out. They just come out. They're just... Yeah, they get out. That's it, what, it is. That's how crazy. easy it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it was prior being like, you know what we need? We need a scene where the cops come down on me because I'm black. Okay, I get it. That should have been when you left the house and the alarms were going off. Like, nah, too soon. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon to bring in the local police force. Yeah, yeah. They print out these this newspaper, which is yeah. just like, you know... It, it's like a, uh, a tabloid. It's just basically a front, a back, and a spread inside. But they distribute these thousands of them, we find out, mm-hmm. all around the local Throughout area. Throughout the city. Mm-hmm. They're just giving them to people that Bates works with. And everything. Yeah. Like they're standing outside of his buildings, handing these out. They go through all of them. Bates finds out, tells Ned Beatty to get Richard Pryor. Get his mm-hmm. son and bring them to his office where he mm-hmm. has another Domino's display that we did not see before. <laughs> a new one. That's right. He gets a helicopter to retrieve them while they're having a picnic by the lake. If you right. Remember. Yes. And the, yeah. the, the guy in the helicopter are like, you two. And they're just pointing at each other like, us? Yes. You two. So he is angry. He is upset. Oh, man. But then I, he offers oh. Jack a job. Boy, is right? this a weird part of this movie. <laughs> First of all, he makes Ned Beatty pull down his pants in the office <laughs> just to yeah. show, I guess, how he's the boss. Yeah. Yeah. And then he offers Richard Pryor a job. Like, Richard Pryor and his son put together a magazine calling mm-hmm. this guy a big piece of garbage, distributed it throughout the city. Mm-hmm. And he offers him a job in his paper for some reason. I think it's only so that in the next scene, Eric can call him a sellout, basically. Oh, yeah. Well, then they have a very another deep discussion. Yeah. Again, near a, some sort of building. They walk. 
it's just like a brick wall. It, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. They they have a fight about how uh, Eric or Jack has sold out. Oh, I love how um, Eric's like on Monday. That'll be you working there with your pants down. <laughs> and he's right. right. He's right. <laughs> he's a very for an eight year old. He's he's really a very precocious. Yes. I, guess. I do like in the previous scene after Ned Beatty has to pull his pants down, and then he pulls him back up, and Richard Pryor is offered the job, and he leaves. He just puts his hand on Ned Beatty's shoulder, like. It's okay. Don't worry about it. He looks so defeated. Last time we saw him, he was crying, drinking, fishing for piranha. And now he has to pull his pants down in front of this guy's kid. He just does it. He does it. He's going to do. As if that scene was not weird enough, (laughs) somebody wrote a climax to this movie that makes no sense whatsoever. There's some kind of political party, but they don't want everybody to know it's a political party, and they can't believe the Democrats are there, but the Democrats are there. They introduce somebody as, this is a fellow Klans member, Klansy. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear that? (laughs) Yes, exactly. So a senator is visiting Bates for some reason. It the senator, be... his very old wife, and his very, very young girlfriend. Richard Pryor's wife in her clan. Oh, yeah, she mobile? shows up too. What would you in call the it? Clan. A clan? A clan? Oh, her clan watch mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The clan van. The clan she, watch, yeah. The clan van. She, that makes it sound like a van that they drive around in. So she shows up to protest. Yes, this whatever party, this, I guess. She seems yeah. to understand that there's clan members there, there's a senator there. Richard Pryor comes out, and it seems weird that she didn't expect to see him there. Like, I don't know where she thinks <laughs> like, he is. This is where he works, duh, yeah. <laughs> but she, he tells her, listen, go, leave. And we see them later on the other side of the lake. Like, I guess they just drive around to the other side of the lake. And hang <laughs> yeah, out. they don't really leave. No. Yeah. But he's like, I got this. I got a plan. What, what is what is going on? There is no buildup to the climax of this movie. We never hear about a senator's visit. We never see he and this kid, like, making a plan. Like, they're Macaulay Culkin waiting for bad guys to show up. This all comes out of nowhere. But let's... I want to t- I want to tell you my theory. All right. What's your theory? And then you tell me if it just if it seems way too serious and wrong okay. or if you were reading this differently. So the senator shows up and he says to Bates, "Hey, I appreciate you having me here. This mm-hmm. is great. You know, a big guy like you and me a democrat, you know, it's it's nice that we can get together." Mhm. Bates is also having these KKK Klansman there. Clanny and his clan. Right. Clanny and his clan. And he wants to get a photo of the head clan leader shaking mm-hmm. the hand of this senator. So is is Bates trying to sabotage the campaign of this Democratic senator by oh. having him photographed with a clan leader? In order to get some other, I guess, Republican senator elected? Yeah. Okay. I think you're right. 
Mm-hmm. But none of this is stated, folks. I no, can, like no. none of this is said. And it really like you really had to think about because I didn't think that far into it. I was just like, this is a weird party. And there there's Dixie music and Klansmen. I don't know. Because I was really thinking about it because it, like he goes up to the center and he's like, hey, yeah, let's keep this on the down low. You know, if people know that this is a, uh, a fundraiser, it would just be you and me here. Then he oh, turns yeah, around yeah. and goes to the Klansman and says the same line of dialogue. And I went, did did something skip? Did I just like skip 30 <laughs> seconds back? And then I was like, no, he's saying the same thing to these two guys. There must be something weird happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and the plan, oh. Richard Pryor's plan is to just drive around in go-karts <laughs> and, and just wreck destroy stuff. the place. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Him and the kid bust out in their own little go-karts and start knocking down tents and knocking into people they run over a clansman oh i love it he runs over a clansman and uh the clansman's now on kind of on the front part of his um of his little Mm go-kart and the clansman's like screaming because he's driving around like a lunatic he's like what's the matter i'm in the back (laughs) that's what jack brown says um there's people then the party gets crazy because Oh, then people the are now crazy. throwing. Pi- well, people start throwing pies at each it's other, a right? Pie. <laughs> like, but it's just with pie. Like, there's it's now there plates of giant slices of pie, but it's all like meringue. So when it's hit, yeah. when it hits people, it explodes and it's all goopy. And it's not just it's everybody is just throwing pies at each other. It's everybody. The Klansmen are arrested because they throw pie at two police officers. Oh who yeah, are that's just right. Standing there. Uh huh. The one guy doesn't he fall into like the black the the yeah. mud whatever that stuff is the mud which soup. Is, and then he's weird because he's kind of in blackface for a minute. Which yeah, is weird. he's in blackface because and it. And it is great because Richard Pryor, like, notices it. And he's like, you look like Al Jolson. He's (laughs) laughing hysterically. It's it's such a strange ending to this movie because this guy who I thought was just a terrible father, I'm like, no, he's a horrible racist. Bad man. Yeah, he's a bad man. But he – so – what does he hop on? He's like, that's enough. Bates is like, that's enough. Like he hops cart. in his own golf yeah. cart. Yeah. And starts to chase after this, the whole go-kart fiasco and ends up driving into a pool that's filled with balloons. Well, it's covered with balloons, but it does have water in it. Um, he crashes, but he can't swim. Nobody so can Eric, swim, Jamie. They have Eric a pool go- at their house. Nobody, can, <laughs> Nobody swim. can swim. Eric goes in and now... Jack has to go in, and Jack is screaming, I can't swim, but somehow he saves uh, Mr. Bates, and Eric is so thankful, because even though he hates his dad, he truly does love his dad and didn't want his dad to drown and die. I love it when Richard Pryor jumps in the pool, and he goes down to the bottom, and you just see Jackie Gleason sitting in this golf cart, and I was like, is he strapped in? Like, is he going to die? And they're just talking to each other, but it's just bubbles. Oh, yeah. Do they have a conversation? I think he calls him an ass. Yeah, Jackie Gleason says something, and Richard Pryor's like, huh? What? I don't, what? Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, he, does, he does say it and it's like this is the part of the movie where I'm like this whole terrible thing we just saw that he invited the clan to his house yeah. he, and now everything is like 
forgiven. Mm-hmm. Forgive, forget, you know what, everything's cool. Next time we see Richard Pryor, he's like, you know, your dad's a pretty good guy. He's just looking out for you. I'm like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, he loves you very much. And then he has a conversation with... Uh, with us about yeah. how you know you just you just have to love your son you just have to be with him like any and he does a little role play action with him where he says all right you pretend that you're you sits and i'll lap. be sits on his <laughs> lap and that's when fancy walks in on it and is like oh you're so kinky what's happening yeah. fancy walks in and richard Pryor's like i love you daddy i love you oh, yeah. daddy i love you daddy <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Oh. And it is again like it's still another weird, crazy end of this movie, because very quickly and we'll we'll rush to the very end because Bates takes this kid to the airport. He has to go back to school. Yeah, the kid escapes somehow and takes a cab to Richard Pryor's house. How he knew where he lived, I don't know, but oh, right, he right. takes a cab there. Of course, they're followed by Bates, and Richard Pryor's mm-hmm. like, no, go with your dad. He's really trying. He wants to be a good dad. And I'm like, what? What? I, he, he just tried How'd to run you over How this turnaround just happened? Right. Yes. Right. He has a heart-to-heart with him about give mm-hmm. him a chance. He's like all sympathy and heartstrings for mm-hmm. Bates, and I don't understand it. But the kid finally does. He goes over to Bates, and he hugs him, and he's like, I love you, daddy. And... Of course, Bates goes over to Richard Pryor and he's like, you know that job I offered you? You still got it if you want. Yeah, yeah. And that's not the end of and this movie because I loved the very end of this movie. <laughs> oh, <So> I <laughs> loved it. I laughed out loud when... When the new oh, the other limo pulls up? Another limo pulls up. Uh-huh. A woman gets out and she's like, mm-hmm. probably don't remember me. I met you at the party. Like, I hope she's not a Nazi or something. And she's like, oh, you know, you did such a great job with Bates' kid. I was hoping you could spend time with mine. <laughs> and when this kid pops out of like the sunroof and just goes yeah. up yours, mother, and shoots him with a dart <laughs> in the head. I did laugh. I thought it was you did. really great. You did. You did. You were like, this is good. This is and good. then it's terrible sped up footage of Richard Pryor running down the street at the end. Yeah. That is yeah. how this movie ends. Because he's not having it. He's not doing it again. <sighs> no. Oh. The toy. The end. Please tell me you enjoyed it. You know, I would probably recommend people see this movie. Yeah. 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 You should. Yeah. Uh, it was it was far crazier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, I really know what you're getting into. Like, I really thought I was just in for a movie where this kid Mm -hmm. learns that, you know, you can't buy your friends and you have to be nice and not a creep. And the dad learns that he needs to spend time with this kid. And that all happens like in the last 30 seconds of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) But until that time, it is nonsense. Like start to finish goofball craziness and i really i i enjoyed it you can't not i feel like it's just and there's enough like we said like it just gets like a little bit crazy every scene is you said you watched it in chunks like you didn't watch it in full and i do think that this is the type of movie you could totally do that with because some movies yeah you got to be in them to win them whether they're an hour and a half or three hours long it's like this is the story and you have to know but the way this movie shifts and and the way some strange things happen you could easily watch it and i have to say 
watching it as a kid, I looked at it very, like, I obviously, I definitely didn't see any of the race stuff as a kid. Sure. I just saw it as, like, well, this dude is a really fun guy, and Richard Pryor is hilarious. I knew that he was a, you know, his comedy and stuff, I knew Mm -hmm. it as a kid somewhat, and, um... I, I knew Jackie Gleason because we used to watch The Honeymooners growing right. up, too. Um, and, uh, yeah, as a kid, I just thought it was funny and fun. And and, and the race stuff, I'm, like... But it's... It's not good. Like, it's it's not good. Yeah. Like, it is, mm-hmm. it is occasionally difficult. But I think what's good about it is Richard Pryor seems to call it out at every turn. Or the exactly. writers of this movie mm-hmm. seem to... The writer is a woman. Oh really? Okay. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. still doesn't. It still feels so terrible that Bates in the end gets away with everything. Like I, I just mm. like that is still troubling, yeah, but even then in a kids' look movie. Look at our president. Well, no, of course, yes, of course. So maybe this movie rings very true. I don't know. I, I enjoyed. Like I said, I did not enjoy when it was just prior. Like. I, I really didn't like that. I don't. I don't know why. I found it forced. I found it like you know how Robin Williams in movies when they just kind of let him go. Oh yeah. And unless Sometimes he's like an like... animated genie, like I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is enough. Just stop. Can we just get back to the movie that's actually happening? That's kind of how I felt about Richard Pryor here. So okay, okay. Anyway, so uh, wow, too big in. Enthusiastic, and I am shocked by my own <laughs> excitement and and enjoyment of this movie. But yeah. here we go. So, Jamie, what would you recommend? I mean, other than they make a sequel to this now, or the up. behind the scenes. I like what you're thinking. I I want the behind the scenes, the BTS on this. That's what I'd like to see. Um, I I went kind of simple. I went with uh, I went with the honeymooners. Um, I think it's a. I just I enjoy Ralph Cramden and mm-hmm. uh, I uh, Jackie Gleason at his youngest and finest. And um, I have the whole VHS box set upstairs. Oh, you show. do. Oh. I do. I have I to do. tell you that is a show that I don't think I ever really saw an episode of i've seen plenty of clips i've seen plenty of little sure. little snippets here and there but mm-hmm. i don't even think i ever sat down and watched like a whole no. episode start to finish yeah well, it's fun it is i'm fun. sure it is i'm yeah. sure what about for you now this movie is based off of a french movie called le toy or something i'm not oh, sure wow. i thought that kind was gonna like be your recommendation a baby, I guess. <laughs> yeah I thought maybe that would be your recommendation, but what is yours? I would love it if I got on to do this. I was like, Jamie, I didn't know this movie was in French. Like, (laughs) what a choice. My recommendation is that I was just last night on another podcast and it should come out very soon. The podcast oh, nice. is called Criterion Reflections. Yeah. And uh, if you remember David Blakesley, he was on with yeah. us to do um, – what was that head explosion movie we watched? Scanners. Scanners, yes. Yeah. Um, he had me on to talk about uh, a 1969 movie called Burn. And Ooh. it was a period piece. It's uh, Marlon mm. Brando's in it. But it's about – slavery and colonialism so it does oh. kind of tie into the toy okay even okay. after we were done recording he's like so what are you guys up to and i was like we're doing the toys like ooh, that's weird 
So it uh, takes on many of the same themes as the toy. Excellent, uh, excellent. But just it is uh, sad and it's tough to watch. But um, it was an enjoyable conversation. So uh, check that out. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, Jamie, let's wrap this. I mean, we're at like an hour 45 about the toy. (laughs) So in two weeks, it is uh, the day our podcast comes out. It is National Pizza Day, Jamie. Pizza. So we're going to talk about a movie that I had never seen. And I always thought it was just about like a magical pizzeria. It's called Mystic Pizza. (laughs) Oh. Oh, Have you ever seen it? Of course. Oh, you have. Oh, of okay. Course. I had no idea. I had not yes. known if you had seen it or uh, it's one that I just I I don't know why. It's a I don't know what is it. Julia Roberts' breakthrough. It is performance. It is. Okay. All right. It's pretty great. Okay. All right. Well, don't. Yeah, spoil I'm it. I'm pretty excited <laughs> about it. Are it's you almost, really? Okay. It's like a perfect birthday month for me. Wow. With this as my birthday choice and then Mystic Pizza coming Man. in next. I hear there is a very young Matt Damon in it. Oh, um, yes. Yes. So is, yes. That that's right. That should be interesting. I like how I hear that. People have been talking to me about <laughs> yeah, this movie. Word out it's on called the street. Mystic Pizza. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will see you in two weeks. Whatever. That's right. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, at GTGMCast. Uh, oh, a few weeks ago. Let's say you're listening to us, listening to this episode in uh, 2022. You probably heard us say something about how we did a handshake five. Guess what? That's not on our feed anymore, dudes. Go to our Patreon page if you you want to listen to that. Um, It is it is one dollar. One dollar. You don't even have to do the five dollars to get the other episodes. You don't. But why not do it? Do it. Anyway, patreon.com slash good times great movies. That's it. We will see you in two weeks. Watch Mystic Pizza. Ciao. So you've done the things you thought you wanted to do. But they never feel that space inside of you. What you need is someone who I'm holding out my hand Oh, I just want to be your friend I just want to be your friend You know sometimes I'm lost and lonely too Oh, I just want to be your friend I just want to be your friend I've been searching for a friend like you So it's hard to I told my students that it's a joke I always like to make about math and stuff. And I was telling them, I, for some reason, I was like, you know, and that's 10 plus 8, which is, hold on, I can do this. And I'm like, 10, and then you add 5, I can do that. That jumps up to 15. All you have is 3 <laughs> more, 16, 17, 8. Some of them laugh because they get it. Others kind of looked at me like I was an idiot. They, <laughs> may have, like, they may have dropped the class later. Is our professor <laughs> mentally handicapped? Right. <laughs> like, hold on. Let me get some paper, guys. I'll get this in a minute. <laughs>